Episode 2 on the Universal Heartthrob Austin Idol Podcast. What a kick. What a gas. What a blast. Oh, baby, it's good, man. It's good, good, good. It's great to be back on the airwaves. I had so many people reply to me from my first episode about what it was in the content that resonated with them. And, you know, I I thought about this format uh, quite a a bit before I decided it was time for me to get back on the airwaves. And I thought, well, who, who really am I reaching out to? Is it professional wrestling fans only, or is it everybody? And the answer was a no-brainer. It's everybody. I mean, we don't want to just target a certain group of people. I want to reach out to everybody. It doesn't make any difference what what your class of... uh, life might be in terms of success you can you can be at the bottom of the rung on the ladder I've been there you can be at the top rung of the ladder I've been there or any we're in between those two points and the old saying what goes up must come down <laughs> I mean it, it's true baby it's true darling it really is true, and, and it's so easy to, to ride those highs. Man, when you're rocking, you're rolling, everything is good, the money's flowing, all your relationships are in check. Man, you're having a great time. you got plenty of money in the bank. You know, you can you have all that discretionary income that you can spend and not even blink. You, you look at that, and I've known people who have been in that category at the top, I mean, it's almost like the wheel of life, and they're at the top of the wheel, and the view is beautiful. And they can see into the distance, and just just picture perfect. But when that wheel starts to click, 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 and it starts to start going downward, click, click, click the view changes. 
and it can change dramatically. You can be riding high, and then you can be shot down to the bottom. So, how do you handle that? And there's an old adage, there's an old cliche that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. And that's when the true character of an individual comes out. They have a choice. You either come out fighting like an old Rocky movie when he's been knocked down and knocked down and knocked down and pummeled. He's been beaten up and you know it's, it's over. There's no way this guy's going to come back. But sure enough, he starts to throw out a couple of punches. He misses. He misses. Bang, he connects. He connects with another one. He connects with another one. Now he's got his opponent backing up. He's starting to feel a little bit refreshed. Oh, Rocky's starting to feel a little bit charged up. He's starting to think and believe like, hey, maybe I've got a shot. Maybe it's not over. And his self-confidence starts to take control over his mind. And he starts to believe in himself that I can do this. And now he starts to really start throwing some body shots. Man, there's, he catches him in the, with a left hook to the jaw. And the next thing you know, it's bang, 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 bang. Opponent goes down. The referee counts to 10. He's out in the beaten, battered, bloody Rocky Balboa gets that one hand with the glove on it in the air, and he's the champion. Yeah, that's Hollywood. That's make-believe. But it applies to real life. It really does. I mean, I, I've known people who, again, like I was saying here a little while ago, they, they were on the top of the world, and then when their world changed, they couldn't handle it. And they just gave up. They quit. And things turned out extremely bad for them. I mean, extremely bad because they lost hope. And when you lose hope, you start to feel helpless. And when you feel helpless and hopeless, you have programmed your mind into there's no way out. And this happens, unfortunately, too often in our world. And that's why I mentioned on my first episode that the rate of suicide in this country has skyrocketed. It totally skyrocketed. People fall in hard times, their relationships crumble. Just, it, it, it's a plethora of uh, circumstances that can take somebody just down to, to this valley of doom and gloom, and they feel like there's no way out. But I can promise you there is. So 
probably some chance of maybe you're feeling down. Don't feel out. <laughs> Don't feel out. Because you've got a chance, baby. You've got a chance to come out. Come out swinging. Come out punching. Come out kicking. Come out scratching. Come out clawing. Come out biting. Come out chewing. But you have a chance to come out. But you have to want to come out. You have to want to fight. And you must want to overcome. You're going to hear me say overcome so many times in future episodes. <laughs> You're either going to get sick of it or it's going to resonate with you that maybe Austin Idol has a point. Maybe he really has a point that I've got a chance to overcome my situation. Because you do. Each and every one of us do. And we have to we have to adapt to that mindset. You know, years and years and years and years ago, the great football coach Vince Lombardi of the Green Bay Packers. Well, his team won the first Super Bowl. So the season's over. They're the world champions. And when it came time for the next season and their very first get-together, Lombardi called all of his players, star players, star players, and he gathered them in a circle and he stood in the circle and he had a football in his hands and he said to him gentlemen this is a football what he was saying is gentlemen whatever you did in the past whatever your successes were in the past that's where they are they're in the past it's a new day we're starting over. <laughs> I mean, we're starting all over. And, you know, when I, when I read that years ago, I thought, man, that's great. I mean, that's really, really great because Lombardi was so smart. He was smart enough to know, don't ever let these guys rest on their laurels. And a lot of people do. They rest on their past successes, and they think that that's going to take them to future successes. But, but it really doesn't. It's, it's like uh, yesterday's hits. They're not going to win today's ball games. I mean, that, that's over, baby. You got to start over. Every day is a new day, and we really have to start over. We must start over. It's a mindset. We got to program ourselves, and we have to make a lot of choices. I mean, we're our, our life is filled with choices. I mean, it really is. I, I try to simplify them for my own good. I really do. I try to just make my choice each and every day. What am, I, what am I going to choose? I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose happiness. And that's me. That's Austin Idol. He's going to choose joy. He's going to choose happiness. So during the course of the day, whatever gets thrown my way, you know, if it's something that it could be really irritating, it could be really upsetting, and could make me angry. I try to stop it right there as soon as I recognize it that, oh, I don't like this old man. He shouldn't have, she shouldn't have, they shouldn't have. 
I try to recognize it immediately, and then that's taken a lot of practice. Now, I'm not perfect at it by any stretch of imagination. You know, I'm not, but I, I, I keep practicing day in and day out. So my choice is to choose joy and choose happiness over, uh, you know, anger and sadness and being disgruntled and, you know, being a Grinch, <laughs> doom and gloom, uh, negative, spreading that negative vibe that so many people, unfortunately, they, they, that's, they, they thrive on it. And I, and I think in a lot of cases, they don't even realize it, that they don't. You know, the glass is half full, the glass is half empty. We've heard that a million times. I wish I had a dollar for every time we've heard it. But it's true. I mean, is it half empty or is it half full? It's just how you visualize it, how you see it, and how you implement it in your life. So, you know, I, I like to I, I like to send a message out there that's to, to uh, my audience to stay positive, man. Stay positive. Keep duking it up. Keep fighting. And you just make sure you you keep thinking about overcoming because you're going to overcome. If you've got a situation going on, you're going to overcome it. I can I can promise you that. So uh, that's uh, that's just a little opening there that I want you guys to think of. And and, I, and I, again, I really do really would love for you to get yourself out of a sheet of paper, you know, and get your sharpie out, writing big bold letters, overcome with an exclamation point. Put that baby on your refrigerator. And so you'll see it every day. And eventually, you look at it long enough. You look at it so many times, over and over and over and over, it's going to be ingrained in your mind that you're going to overcome. And you will. You absolutely will. It's a good thing to have friends. I mean, you know the old saying that if you if you can fill up one hand of friends, I mean, really good, loyal friends, you're really lucky, you're really blessed. I mean, you know, it is true. I mean, you think about it. I mean, think about how many friends do you have that you can call at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, hey, I need you to be here. Then they don't ask you why. They don't ask you what. They just get over there. I mean, that, that's, that's loyalty. That's loyalty, true loyalty. And that's what friendship is all about. It's loyalty. And it's also about what family is all about, loyalty. Because, you know, in family situations, and mine too, and I'm sure yours too, you're going to have a level of dysfunction. It's just human nature. People are going to get upset. They're going to get angry. They're going to say things they wish they wouldn't have said. They're going to do things they wish they wouldn't have done. And it depends on... Each family member, no matter who you are, it's, it's how you uh, how are you going to respond to that. Are you going to let it eat at you? <laughs> I mean, are you going to let it consume you, or are you going to just get over it, forget about it, and get over it? I mean, I, I, I really. And, and now we're getting into the the subject of forgiveness. People have a hard time forgiving. I mean, they really do. But think about it. I mean, how many people do you know that maybe you had an altercation with, you had an issue with, and either yourself or them, you just can't seem to get, get do, do that forgiveness thing. But, you know, it's so, really, you think about it, it's simple. It's easy. But you got to do it, man. You got to do it. You just say, hey, I forgive you. 
you forgive me, I forgive you. You know, hey, I love you, you love me. I mean, that's uh, Beatles, all you need is love. <laughs> I mean, they were right, right? Yeah, of course they were right. The Beatles, Idol Mania, I mean, Beatlemania. Yeah, they were right. All you need is love and it's true, man. You know, so uh, got to get up in that thing, man. Got to get up in that mindset, you know, and just uh, get all over it, you know, just make it a habit. Make it, cause, you know, it's so easy to develop bad habits. I mean, it's just really easy. And, and, and the longer you're into them, <laughs> the worse they get. So it's critical to have uh, good habits. Absolutely critical. The world of wrestling, as we well know, is changing by the second. I mean, by the second, it is, to quote my friend Billy Corgan, the owner of the NWA brand, it's the Wild Wild West. And he's right. I can remember Billy saying that to me about a year ago. He said, Austin, wrestling now, the professional wrestling, it's the Wild Wild West. You're going to see some things that you wouldn't have ever thought you would see. You're going to see promotions working with each other. And uh, he knew. He knew before a lot of people knew. Smart. Very smart, very intuitive. And he was right. Because you look at wrestling promotions now. What are they doing? They're cross-promoting. Why are they cross-promoting? To freshen up their brands. You know, content, same old content, anything over and over and over can get old. And all of a sudden... You lose an audience because they're tired of seeing the same old thing over and over and over. You know, you can put a lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig, right? Of course it is. <laughs> so uh, the world of wrestling is really, a, it's an interesting world right now. And uh, I, I, I personally, I, I like it. I think it's very exciting. I see so many things that... Uh, coming down the pike that are going to just really rock the wrestling world and you know I, I look at what's happening now and, and gosh some of some of the young talent out there I mean you gotta give them the props man I look at Nick Aldis or the NWA champ uh, look what Cody Rhodes has done the Bucks I mean there's so many of them I know I'm probably I know I'm leaving people out but it's not intentionally but so many of these guys were not just really, really good athletes. I mean, very good athletes, very charismatic, but they're smart business people. That's the thing. They're smart business people and smart enough to know that, hey, I got to take care of me. This ain't like the old days where you're going to tell me where to go, what to do, how to dress, what time to be there, what to say. So you got to give these guys that uh, a, a tremendous amount of credit for accomplishing what they've already accomplished. And uh, and, and then, I, then I go back to what I was just mentioning now, Billy Corgan, with buying the NWA brand, which was basically sound asleep, and now it's incredibly relevant. Him and David Lagana have done a phenomenal job bringing the NWA back to relevancy. Phenomenal job. I mean, incredible. That now it gives wrestlers an opportunity, when you know, when you have options, it changes your whole game plan. Now you have an option. You're not just, you know, stuck, you know, in, in one promotion. You're not stuck there. Now you can look at other options and say, hey, you know what? I kind of like what these guys are doing. I think I'd like to work with them. You know, maybe the conditions would be a lot better. Money may not be as good. 
mean, that's possible, but not necessarily. But the conditions have a little bit more control over your life. You know, that's, I, I made those decisions a, a long, long time ago when I was wrestling, you know, and people thought I was crazy. And I, probably a little bit of that applies. But when I quit the wrestling business on a lark one day, I mean, uh, gosh, you know, my, my wife, she panicked. I mean, she went into a major panic attack. And she thought, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, what are we going to do? We have a six-year-old son. You know, we got a house payment. We got a car payment. We got insurance. And, you know, all the normal you know, expenditures. So I said, I don't know what we're going to do. I said, but I know what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do this anymore. I've hit the wall. It's like a marathon runner. You hit the wall. Sometimes you can go through that wall. Sometimes you can't. Well, I hit the wall, and I didn't want to even try to go through it. I was done. I was finished. Through. Enough is enough. No moss, baby. No moss. So I quit, and I said to her, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm not going to do, but I'm going to take a few weeks off and try to recharge my brain, kind of get some energy back and refresh, reboot myself, and that's what I did. And sure enough, it, it, it worked. It all panned out. You know, after a couple, three weeks, man, I was feeling good, and I'm going to the gym every day. I don't have to be somewhere at a certain place, time, whatever. And, uh, I mean, I lost my income, and this was before the big money was being made, so I lost my income, and uh, I, I went to my wife one day, and I said, you know, I think what we need to do is sell this house. Bang, panic attack number two. Well, we can't sell the house. Where are we going to live? What are we going to do? We'll never find another house like this. And it was just a modest house. I mean, it really was in Pensacola, Florida. Very modest house. But it was a cute house. You know, it was comfy. It was a comfortable little house and a great place to raise a young child. Great neighborhood. You know, very stable neighborhood. And she freaked out. Panic attack number two. And I said, well, at least we have a little equity. And so maybe if we're lucky enough to sell it, we can, you know, we can get our equity out of it. And, uh, going to try to find something else. So I had a friend who was a female friend. Uh, they tend to be the smartest. They really the world. And, uh, <laughs> and they do. Um, I called her and I said, we want to sell the house. And uh, we met, got a contract, signed a contract, obviously. And she put it in the MLS. And, you know, I mean, it was just a matter of a few days. She brings us a contract full price. Subject to had to close in 30 days, meaning we had to be out of there. Now, this is a bombshell, a total bombshell. My wife now is into panic attack number three. You know, they say it comes in threes. She's in the panic attack number three. What are we going to do? Where are we going? Look, I don't know. We're going to go to the bank. That's where we're going to go. We're going to close, get our check, put what money, little money in the bank, put it in there, and we'll rent someplace. We'll rent someplace. So one day I'm in the shower. This goes so far back. I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't even think there were cell phones at the time, to tell you the truth. But I'm in the shower and I had a, I had a wall phone outside the shower. I'm in the shower and I, and I hear the phone in the kitchen ring. My wife picks it up. I hear her say something. She, she kind of bolts into the bathroom. She says, you got to get out of the shower. Got to get out of the shower. We're going to go see a house right now. Get out of the shower. I said, no, 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 no. I'm in the shower. You go see it. You go see it. If it's something interesting, just call me. So she leaves, and I go ahead and get out of the shower just in case, sure enough, my phone rings. Phone rings, she says, get over here right now. She gave me the address. I mean, she told me the street was really only uh, 60 seconds away. I knew the neighborhood. I mean, that neighborhood was pristine. 
I go to the house. There are people lined up outside the house to get in it. There's a sign in the yard. It's a re another realtor sign, though. I knock on the door uh, upon my wife's instructions, just knock on the door to let you in. I go in. The female, the realtor, she says, don't ask any questions. Put a contract on this house full price and let you pay closing costs. Don't say it. Do it. Just do it. And when I saw the listing price of the house, I knew that the realtor, uh, I don't know if she wanted a quick sale or just screwed up, but she, she undervalued that house of about 30, 35,000 bucks. So I knew, hey, this is a moneymaker, man. Now, this is a moneymaker. So we put the contract in the house and did the thing. And, and it's a funny thing. Now, I've quit the wrestling business. I don't have any verifiable income <laughs> to buy a house. I don't have the cash for the house. But, uh, you know, I, I get $1,000 on this money down, and uh, the sellers accepted the contract. I go to the local bank there where I did some banking, and the, the president of that uh, branch, great guy, his name John Stanhagen. <laughs> I met with John, and just a great old country boy. I said, hey, John, I had my contract. Hey, John, I want to buy this house, so hopefully you'll give me a loan. So he looks at the, he looks at the contract. Yeah, he said, I don't see any problem with that. Asking. He says, you're still wrestling, aren't you? Well, I crossed my feet underneath the table. So yeah, I'm wrestling, John. Of course I'm wrestling. And, you know, you can't do that now. Times have changed. The house of cards. But then you could. And I did. And he gave me the loan. We bought the house. Now, across the street from this house were million-dollar homes on a beautiful bayou. Bayou Tahar. A beautiful body of water. This was a brick ranch house. Just a rancher. But nice. It was a nice house. It needed some work. And we... We put some, you know, the money, the equity that we got out of the sale of our house. We put some money in this house to uh, to jazz it up and make it comfortable. Now my wife, she's oh, she's thrilled now. We, this is her dream house, right? Her dream house. So after a few months, you know, I'm watching the money going out, going out, going out. Nothing's coming in. Nothing is coming in. I don't want to go back to wrestling. I go to my wife again and say, honey. You know, I know this is not going to be popular, but we need to sell this house. Can't sell it. It's perfect. Look at the neighborhood. Look across the street, million-dollar homes. you got on Bayou Tahar. We'll, we'll never find a house. Well, that's not the point. <laughs> I told her. That's, the point is we need to try to make some money on this house. I mean, really, I think we'll make a little money on it. We know we bought it for like 30 35 under what it was valued, so... That right there should be in our pocket. Plus, you know, you know, based on our uh, our rehab uh, values, we'll probably walk away with it with a little bit of money. So she finally understood it. She said, "Okay, whatever." And I put it an ad in the newspaper. Put a sign there and ad in the newspaper. Wouldn't you know it? I mean, that weekend, uh, a Florida State University and the Florida Gator—that was hard to say—but a Florida State University. Retiring professor is moving to Pensacola, and he sees the ad that it's across from the water and everything. And this guy's a water guy. He makes an appointment to see the house. He comes in with his wife. No questions asked. Full price. Full price. That's cha-ching time. Gives me earnest money. I take it down to our closing attorney downtown. Give him the contract. We've got a closing date set. Now, we don't have a place to live. But I'm not going to drag this out much longer. But we don't have a place to live. We did find a place, and it was a great deal. But for, we'll forget. We'll get to that some other episode. 
And here's the bottom line. We went to the closing table. We closed. We got our portfolio, our folder, with our check in it. We knew what the check was for. And my wife and I got in the elevator, pushed the button to go downstairs. And we were just the two of us in the elevator. I opened up the folder and I pulled that check out. And the check, now this was including, uh, you know, money that we put into it. So it wasn't all net, net, net money. It was not net money. But the total sum of the check was like $80,000. We'd been in that house for six months. I looked at my wife and I said, you know something? I don't know if lightning can strike twice. But if it can, I think we may have just stumbled on a new career. <laughs> I mean, it was 80 grand. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money in today's world. It's a lot of money. And it was because I quit that job as a wrestler. I took that risk based on faith, based on faith that this occurred. And that's how I backed into the real estate business. And I was in it for about 15 years in the panhandle of Florida. Now, I did well. I mean, I did very, very well. They weren't all $80,000 checks, but it doesn't make any difference. I mean, in baseball, you get on base, singles count, man, doubles, triples, occasionally you get the home run. If you're really fortunate, maybe you'll get a grand slam. But the bottom line is, it supported me and my family for about 15, 15 years in Florida, and uh, I never missed my one of my son's plays, one of his sports practices, field trips, any events. Never missed one of them. Not one of them, because I had taken that risk, you know, so we all need to take a risk. I mean, try to calculate it, you know, the best you can, but I mean, the lion's share goes to the risk takers and it always will and i've always been a risk taker and i can tell you i can tell you things that i don't like i mean i i, I don't i don't like working for other people i will though i mean i can and i will if the circumstances are right you know i will but i, I don't necessarily like it i would prefer to work for myself i would prefer to call my own shots i would prefer to work in my pajamas. I would prefer to work in my workout shorts. I would prefer to work off my cell phone on the beach, in the lobby of a hotel, in a coffee shop, <laughs> in the gym. I would prefer that. I really, really would. You know, in today's age, our digital world, it allows us to do that, just like right now with me recording this podcast. I'm in my office. I do have my sweatpants on, I've been to the gym, but nevertheless, I'm inside and I'm doing my own thing. And uh, taking a risk is a good thing. It's really a good thing. And speaking of taking a risk, you guys heard me mention before uh, on my first episode, and, I, and this isn't a risk. This is an absolute no-brainer. I've aligned myself with an incredible company called CTFO, Changing the future outcome, they're in the hemp, oil, CBD, oil products, business. They are a top echelon company. They have an exclusive on a the strongest, the purest 
CBD oil in the world. It's an exclusive. You can't get it from anywhere else but CTFO. The health benefits for hemp oil are unbelievable. They're incredible. You can just Google it. Hemp oil. There's no THC. In some products, it's so minuscule, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't get high off of it. But what you do receive are the incredible health benefits from CBD oil. It's all the rage. I mean, it is all the rage. This is going to be a huge, huge business. Huge. It already is now, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. It's going to be a massive industry, massive industry, because it's targeting it's targeting people who have health issues and a wide range of them, you know, from depression, anxiety, uh, you know, epilepsy, gosh, you know, seizures, high blood pressure, heart disease. They, they are talking about how it affects people with cancer. Um, but, you know, they're not definitely not saying anything about curing it. But nevertheless, if it helps, I mean, if it helps, that's a step in the right direction. But some of these other issues, sleeplessness, fatigue, it, it, amazing. This will jack your immune system up into the stratosphere to help you with any health issues you might have and also help set up a defense mechanism to keep you from having a certain amount of health issues. So I highly recommend you take a look at it. At this point, you can go to my austinidollive.com website, austinidollive.com website. It's being updated as we speak. But you're going to see a, uh, a font there, you know, like it'll say something like free website, you know, something like that. Yeah. But if you just... There's actually quite a bit of text there that's unnecessary, but it's being updated. It'll make it a little easier for people to recognize it. But if you go to austinidollive.com, right on my homepage, you're going to see it. And you just click it on, and it's going to take you to my my CTFO site, which is where you want to land. Me, my, moi, yours truly, Austin Idol. You want to go to my CTFO website. Get it off my homepage now. Get it off my AustinIdolive.com homepage, and you're going to get so much information. So much information. There's some videos there that are just going to slaughter you. They're so compelling. I mean, they're so compelling. And then, of course, the information that's there that tells you about CBD oil and hemp. It's, it's so informative, so educational, and you'll see a... a about 70 products that we have. They're unbelievable products. I mean, they really are. And it gives you a choice to shop as a customer, or you may get excited like I did four months ago and actually join the company and become a, an associate. I did that about four months ago, and I'm so happy I did it. I'm so happy I did it. Every single day, my personal, my personal team... Partners with CPFO increases every single day. I mean, every day somebody joins my team, they become a partner. Uh, people purchase product off of my site. You get some, you get a commission. 
I mean, it's a wonderful thing to wake up in the morning and, and you'll get you'll, you'll get an email or two or three. Somebody joined your team. Somebody became a customer. So it's a beautiful thing. And it, it's free to get in. doesn't cost you a penny. doesn't cost you a penny to get in. So I encourage you, just go to AustinAutoLive.com and you'll see all that text. You know, free website, free whatever it is. It is all free. It's all true. And just click it on and, and go ahead and navigate for yourself. It's, it's, it's amazing. Moving on into nutrition, too. You guys know. You guys know I'm consuming health and nutrition. You know it. I'm not going to beat a drum here. But if you really, you know, if, if, if you really need to get going on your nutrition, take it seriously. I mean, which you should. I mean, don't ignore your health. And a lot of people do. They just ignore it. And I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I don't live that perfect life. But I, I do prioritize my health, and the reason is, hey, I'd like to live a long, healthy life. I mean, is that crazy to want to live a long, healthy life? I'm not on any pharmaceuticals. None. Nothing. Zero. Not a, I take a baby aspirin, a multiple in the morning. I take my 10X Pure 500 milligram CBD oil twice a day, once in the morning, once about five minutes before I go to bed, and that's it. And then I watch my nutrition, but not perfectly, but good enough. I mean, definitely good enough. So go to my uh, go to my store, and you're going to see my fitness nutrition booklet, my exclusive workout booklet. I mean, they work. And even if maybe you have an athlete in your family, you have a grandson, you have a son, a daughter, somebody that you think, boy, they, they could really use this. It might give them the edge if they're competing. Get it for them. I mean, right now I'm having a big Christmas sale. I mean, and the prices are ridiculously low, and it's a great investment. So you can go to austinidolive.bigcartel.com. Austinidolive.bigcartel.com. And you are going to see those booklets. You'll see some memorabilia, some pretty cool stuff, actually, some pretty cool stuff. So. You know, I invite you to go there and uh, do a little shopping and see if you can't find something uh, that really could really help somebody out. It's been a beautiful day here in Greenville, South Carolina. Cloudy, rainy, 30 degrees. Walked my dog in the rain twice. <laughs> it's been a beautiful day. <laughs> I mean, what, I, I could flip it and say, oh, man, the weather here is terrible. It's cold, it's windy, it's rainy. I had to walk my dog twice out in the rain, got wet, we got wet, dry him off with the towel, put the blow dryer on. I can go there, but why? <laughs> I don't care, man. I don't care, man. I'm just glad to be alive. I'm glad to be healthy. And I'm so thrilled and blessed to have an opportunity to talk to you. I mean that. I mean, I totally mean that. That's not... It's not BS. I mean, it really isn't BS. I mean, I don't need to be BSing anybody, especially at this stage of the game. I mean, I don't, you know. So I'm speaking to you from the heart. Uh, it's, I, I, I consider it an honor to talk to you, a real blessing. And I hope, I really, really hope that something that I've said on these first two episodes will resonate with you. I know there has to be something there that will resonate with you. 
And if it's nothing else, nothing else, do this one thing. Do this one thing. Get out that sheet of paper. Get it out. Big, bold letters overcome. Exclamation point. And put that baby on your refrigerator. And you look at it. You're going to look at it. If you go into that fridge at all, you're going to look at it. And you look at it every day. And if family members, whoever's there, or even if you're all alone, look at it. Uh, and, and for those who are alone, I want to say something directly to you. Don't feel isolated. Don't feel isolated. Make sure that you stay busy. In one way or another, you stay busy. Get outside if you have the ability to do so. Get outside. Mingle. Get social. But real social. I'm not talking about, you know, what some people talk about. I'm talking about real social. Go someplace. Join a gym. Get somewhere where everybody has something in common. That's one of the things I love about a gym. Everybody has something in common, and that common is to improve themselves. They're all there for that reason. They want to improve themselves. They want to get a little stronger. They want to lose a little bit of weight. They want to tone up. You know, whatever it is, there's a commonality there at a fitness club. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's like another world. I love it when I'm in there for an hour a day, five, six days a week. Everybody's on the same page. I mean, it's a cool, cool thing. So if you are alone, especially this time of year, and are you feeling isolated, get busy. Do something. Get out. Do something, okay? And if worse comes to worse, <laughs> you can always replay episodes of the Universal Heartthrob Austin Idol podcast. You know, if, if push comes to shove, it might be something you may not want to do. Lastly, you'll notice on our podcast that we would really greatly appreciate each and every one of you or any of you where you might be able to chip in a little bit offset some cost, be a wonderful thing. Be a wonderful thing. It can be uh, whatever, you know, give me a dollar, five dollars, whatever you whatever you think it might be worth, or maybe more importantly, whatever you think that you can afford. I realize it's Christmas. But anything you can throw this way, hopefully you want to keep me on board, and that is my mission. My mission is long-term. My mission is long, long-term. So if you can help defer some costs, that'd be a wonderful thing. Chip in, chip in, chip in. You know, sometimes I think about when I go to the grocery store, which is almost daily because I like the, I like fresh. I like fresh. Go going to the checkout. There's always something there. Would you like to give to this? Would you like? To, and inadvertently, I do. I mean, I really do. I'll add it on my credit card. I'll just five dollar bill. Inadvertently, I do because 
they're usually well worth causes. I mean, they really are. So I hope you find that this podcast is a well worth cause. And chip in a little bit, okay? If you can do it, you're going to know right now it's greatly appreciated. But in the meantime, and spread the word. Please spread the word. You know, push this thing around on social. Throw it out there on IG. Anywhere, I mean, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Let's get this thing rocking. Let's get it rolling. And let's go big. I mean, let's go big. we got to go big, okay? So in the meantime, glad to have you guys on board. Stay tuned. Episode 3 will be coming. Could come tomorrow. I don't know. But you can be rest assured, Episode 3 is coming. In advance, I want to wish each and every one of you and your family members, your loved ones, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and hoping for the very, very best of the new year to come, okay? So, signing off for now, this is the Universal Ten, Nine, yeah. eight, seven, We're blast six, off. five, Let me strap four, in.